0: Money FM eighty nine point three Best of Breakfast, the U.S. Market Update with Money FM eighty nine point three. Good morning, folks. Here's how markets wrapped up overnight, and we have a bit of red on the screen. The S and P five hundred fell for the first trading day of the year, as we saw bond yields inching up higher. So investors taking some money off the table. After a surprisingly strong 2023, the broad market index was down 0.6% to 4,743. Looking at the Nasdaq composite, a bigger pullback, 1.6% down to 14,766. And that is its worst day in two months. On the flip side, the Dow Jones Industrial Average squeezing out a small gain of 0.1%, around 25 points, to close at 37,715, a new record close. For more insights, we're joined by Sonu Varghese. He is the Vice President and Global Macro Strategist at Karsom Group. Sonu, thanks for joining us on the show today.
1: Hi Ryan, Happy New Year.
0: Happy New Year to you too, Sonu. So let's talk about what's playing out in the first trading day of the year. It does look like we have some, well, I'm not sure to call it jitters as we head into the new year. What do you make of the momentum going into 2024?
1: Well, you know, coming into 2024, I mean, last year, stocks were, the S&P 500 was up 26% on the back of a 14% rally in November, December. And it was really on the back of the rally and stuff broadening out small caps. The Russell 2000, for example, rallied more than 20% over the last two months. That's very positive. The last six times it did that, Ryan, uh, that was, you know, historically, we have seen that rally continue over the next year. It's been positive more often than not. So there's good momentum. Obviously, the first day, the Nasdaq was weak. But it was, uh, to your point, you mentioned that the Dow was actually slightly up. So we did see a mixed bag of performance today. Like the energy sector was up 1%. At the same time, technology was down 2.5% on the back of Apple
0: going down. Yeah, so let's unpack the move in small caps. I think in a good part of last year, we saw some of the big tech names really pulling away. So I suppose it's positive on the front that we have the laggards catching up. And also, I suppose small caps reflect wider part of the U.S. economy doing well.
1: Absolutely, I think one big part of small caps. Small caps are actually negative going into you know, the year-to-date return through the end of October was actually negative. The Russell 2000 index, which tracks small cap stocks, and it was mostly because of that massive 20% rally, 27 20% plus rally in November and December that they finished the year 16% positive. But you know, small caps started actually. You know, it's hard to remember now. It started 2023 pretty well. It was you know doing better than large caps, and then we got the Silicon Valley Bank crisis, Mm. which hit financials and regional banks, and so that was a big headwind for small caps. And that continued as the Fed got more aggressive. And then suddenly, when the tide turned in October, when we got some lower inflation data, and then finally in December, the Fed acknowledged that inflation was coming down. Sort of signaling a pivot to rate cuts in 2024, I think that was a big catalyst for small
0: caps outperforming. Yeah, so now going to this year, there's also starting to be a debate about growth versus value. So, on a portfolio allocation basis, where would you lean to us right now? Going more into small cap exposure or still riding the momentum on the Manifestant 7?
1: We actually have liked small caps, small and even mid cap stocks for a while now. And, you know, we went overweight both those sectors a couple of months ago, both those areas of the market, I should say, beyond sectors. So we are positive going into 2024, mostly on the back of the you know our outlook for the economy as well. We don't think the U.S. economy will go into recession. Mm-hmm. We think the labor market will hold strong. And at the same time, it's likely to see rate cuts by interest rate cuts by the Federal Reserve. So that should be a big tailwind for smaller small and mid-cap stocks, really. Uh, we are neutral on gold stocks, uh, for the matter. I mean, we don't think, in, it, it's hard to be negative on technology stocks simply because it's such a big part of the index. So, and, and they are cyclical to a degree, whether you're talking about Apple or Amazon, Microsoft, NVIDIA, things like that. There is the AI story as well. But, you know, if we were overweight an area of the market, it would be places like industrial, a little bit financial, and small and mid-cap stocks.
0: Yeah, you mentioned fat cuts earlier on. So how many are we looking at? There's, I think, three being signalled by the FOMC, but the market is expecting much more.
1: Uh, yes, uh, so the Federal Reserve has signalled three rate cuts in 2024, but that is on the back of their expectation for core inflation is to fall from just about 3% to about 2.4%. Ryan, over the last six months, core inflation, using their own preferred metric, is running at 1.9%. Over the last three months, Core inflation is at 2.2%. So that's already below their forecast. So the markets are just looking at the inflation data and saying, you know what, inflation's already below at or below 2%, which is the Fed's target. And over the next year, we're going to see more downward pressure from used car prices and even rental inflation or disinflation, I should say. And because of that, the markets are pricing in about six rate cuts versus the Fed's own expectations of three rate cuts. But it just has to do with the inflation data more than anything else.
0: Okay, I suppose this is going to be good news for areas like housing for
1: those mortgage rates as well. Yes, I think uh, I, I think one thing to keep an eye on is that as rates, interest rates eased up a little bit, and we've already seen the impact of that. It's a cyclical part of the economy, and the two big cyclical parts of the economy are housing and manufacturing, right? Housing has been, you know, the one area of the economy that was really adversely impacted by the Federal Reserve was housing, because as mortgage rates rose, housing demand went down. We saw that in mortgage applications, all of that. We saw mortgage rates at 8%, but over the last month and a half, mortgage rates have pulled back from 8% to 6.6%, and they're going to see a bounce, probably a bounce in activity uh, when we get the December and January data. So Just, that's going to be good for
0: the economy as well. And about, while well, being good for the economy, how about risk appetite? Today is the 15th birthday of Bitcoin. So we are wondering what the risk appetite is going to be for 2024. Do you see this going to be a better year for you know, this risk assets like cryptocurrencies?
1: We believe so. And, and that's translated. I mean, today is kind of a different example because you saw you know, cryptocurrencies going up at the same time, but that's probably on the expectation of uh, maybe the SEC could approve Bitcoin ETFs over the next week, week and a half by, you know, January 10th or so. So I think that that's driving some of the returns, some of the performance there for cryptocurrencies, especially Bitcoin. Uh, but with cap side of color, you know, we see that in small caps over the last few months. The NASDAQ mm. as well, the Russell 1000 growth index, just did close to forty three percent in twenty twenty three. And that tells you more about risk appetite than anything else. I mean you think about the dot com bubble in the late nineties when the Russell you know when growth stocks are doing well, the Russell one thousand growth in twenty twenty three was better on a calendar year basis than any of those dot com years.
0: All right, Ramin Chang Sonu Vagis. he's the Vice President and Global Macro Strategist at Carson Group. Give us a good overview of what to expect in the coming year. Sonu, thanks for joining us on the show today. It's been great chatting with you.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: All right, Sonu, we'll catch up with you again soon. Stay money FM eighty nine point three. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app.